Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again to my podcast, 24's Podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking exclusively about The Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to be going over my thoughts on the game. This is going to essentially... Hold up, pause the music for like two seconds. Pause the music! I'm going to be going over The Last of Us Part 2 in this podcast. I just beat it like um, a couple of days ago because I got it late. I got it super late. I got it like the Wednesday before, or not the Wednesday before, but the Wednesday after everybody else got it. So I didn't get the chance to play it on time. And then I like had family stuff and I was hanging out with family. I was hanging out with family today. So I was like, I, I, I'm behind. I understand. I'm going to get caught up in this like 30-minute podcast or however long it's going to be. This is going to replace an actual video for The Last of Us Part 2. I was going to have a highly edited video and stuff like that. That's not going to happen. Just going to have a podcast, talk about it, throw up some gameplay and stuff like that, and have some really, really nice examples. I'm going to share with you my thoughts on the game and whether or not it was good or great or bad or worse or whatever. But all of that... Hold on. Pause my mute. Unpause it. Unpause it. But all of that, ladies and gentlemen... And much, much more right here on 24's Podcast. A little bit tired. Have to drink like a Red Bull and some water and some half and half lemonade throughout this podcast so and by the way it's like 87 degrees in my room because there's a giant heat wave in the United States it's like circulating all throughout the the freaking south and up to California it's it's everywhere it's hot as balls outside so it's hot as hell in my room it's 87 degrees in my room and I have to turn down the AC because it's so hot I don't want to waste money on electricity so guess what it's gonna be hot so that's why you'll probably hear fans and me drinking a lot because I'm dehydrated. I've been outside all day barbecuing. Okay, so let's get it out of the way. Let's get um, let's get things rolling. Did I like The Last of Us Part Two? Yes, I did. How much did I like it? Do I think it's a great game? Is a better question. I think it is. Before you start hating, and before everybody starts hating, let me explain. Can I at least explain? Can I at least add context before people start jumping down my throat and saying, It's not a good game, 24! I thought so for a really, really long time throughout the game. Let me actually pull up some gameplay for me to watch. Like, you're already watching gameplay, but I I have, like, my full playthrough on my computer. Let me actually mute my computer audio as well. So that way I can have great context for this. Listen, man, I played that game for I don't I don't know how long my, my playtime was, my like my actual run through. I played it on like the second hardest difficulty in the game. And um, I was I was shocked to see like the parts of the game that I liked and the parts of the game that I didn't like. Sorry about that. I accidentally muted my mic. Let's go ahead and talk about the parts that I didn't like first. Let's get that out of the way. It's probably the same part that everybody else hates. Um, Abby. I did not like Abby for the majority of the game. As a matter of fact, um, I thought that she was a great antagonist. If you want to refer to her as an antagonist. I thought that she was 
a, a fantastic antagonist in the sense of she was such an unlikable character that it was like, wow, like she, she's perfect. She is the perfect antithesis to an extremely likable, in fact, lovable character in Ellie. And um, some of the other characters that she was like with, like Mel and Owen, the characters that are in Abby's group are actually likable. And when you have the context for what they're doing and what they're all about and things of that nature, it's like, wow, like it's, it's even more apparent at how bad of a character Abby is comparatively to all of her friends. Now, let me explain why Abby is a bad character. There's plenty of reasons why. First, she's extremely unlikable. Like throughout the entirety of the game, I, I, I never really like found this moment where I was like, oh, that's nice that Abby did this or Abby did that. Like even when at the end of the game, she was with um, Yara and Lev, I didn't believe that she cared for the kids. Like, there wasn't any character development where it shows, like, her being nice to... Like, the only development that she quote-unquote has is having a dream that the twins die or the, the siblings die. And that's like, oh, I gotta go save the kids. And that means that I'm essentially gonna love them like they're my brother or sister or son or daughter or whatever. But I never really got that moment of just, like, I like this character. I like Abby as a character. And I'm trying to think of how to explain that. Like how, like what moments did I have? I think it was, um, I think it was like all of them. <laughs> like, like all of these moments with Abby where I'm just like, I'm trying to think of like specific examples. Cause I don't want this to turn into like this emotion filled hate train. Like I don't just want to bombard you with just like emotion and stuff like, like I'm trying to think of moments. Her interactions at first with Mel and Manny. Like, when you're first in the Seattle Seahawks stadium, and she's interacting with them, and she's really, really aloof to these people. Like, she's essentially, like, the, the, the loner and the misfit in the group that she's in with Owen and Mel and Manny and, and all of these other characters. And she doesn't really have a strong personality besides, you know, that her father got killed by Joel and all of these other characters, I guess, kind of feel bad for her. And they just let her kind of be kind of an asshole. She kind of reminds me of House, if House wasn't as funny, you know, from Doctor, from House MD, if, if, if you know that TV show, right? She kind of reminds me of that. She's kind of a jackass if she wasn't very likable. I guess that's like the, the best way that I could describe her as. She does have some good moments, though, with, um, with when she realizes that what she's doing to Ellie, where she kills Joel, where she takes Joel away from Ellie and she essentially becomes Joel. She has like this perfect moment where she sees Ellie and they're about to kill Ellie and she's like, stop, because she understands her pain. And I was like, wow, that's a perfect moment. And then you play her for like 12 hours and you realize like that's the extent of her character development. That's the extent of her, you know, showing that or, or Naughty Dog showing the depth of Abby. And how is she a jackass? Because again, I don't want to be just emotionful. I want to be logical here. I want to break her down and see the depths of her character. Because I think Ellie is like the antithesis of Abby. I think her reasons for doing things are kind of like questionable as well. Like throughout the entirety of the game, she's trying to find Owen, right? So she's trying to get to the aquarium. She goes to the aquarium. She gets Lev like from the island. I'm actually watching parts of the island gameplay right now. And I was like... Why is she chasing after Lev again? 
Like, why is she helping Yara again? Why is she doing anything? Like, I really didn't understand those parts of the game. And they don't... Naughty Dog doesn't really give good examples for those. Again, they, they only symbolically give you the reasons why she's going after some of these characters and why she's doing certain things. But again, I just... I don't like Abby, man. And I had to play as her. I think the reason why I don't like Abby as much as I like all of these other characters within the game is because I had to play as her for 12 hours. 12 hours, right? And you see characters in the game. You see characters in The Last of Us have everything taken from them. Everything. See Ellie have Joel taken from her. And she kind of turns into an asshole. You see, but she, you know, she's rightfully so. She's rightfully vindicated. You see, you know, Dina and, and, um, and Jesse and Joel, like even Joel in the first game, he turns into a giant asshole because his daughter is taken away from him in the beginning of the, uh, of the first game. And that, that introduces you to this character who's broken, who's in this world who, that's, that's not friendly to him that hates him, that despises him, that spits on his face, that takes everything from him. There's nothing for him here. But he, he finds kind of like reconciliation with this world. He finds hope. He finds his, his new adoptive daughter in Ellie. He finds her. And he's like, I'm going to turn back into kind of who I was before, you know, the outbreak. And it's great. It's a great story. But then you see Abby. And it's like, what happens when she gets her revenge? What happens? Well, not a lot. What happened before? Well, she was kind of just running around, doing her own thing, and killing a bunch of scars, which is like this huge plot hole in the game that I just like, I, I scratch my head at because there is this part where Mel says, like, like Abby was like, I want to go to Santa Barbara because she had just had sex with Owen, right? So... As I was watching that bit of like narrative and as I was watching that story, I was like, like, wait, Abby is Abby is this like ultimate badass scar killer or seraphith seraphite. I was like, I don't believe her. Not based off of what I've seen, not based off of like the uh, countless amounts of times where she pretty much gets her ass handed to her. And I think Naughty Dog wanted her to be this like badass, cool character. That's why she's so jacked. You know, she's got to look like fucking Rambo to look the part and to play the part, right? And I understand that. It's like you want her to, to look and be this badass fucking character because she has to be. But she isn't. She sometimes comes off as pretentious. She, come, she sometimes comes off as whiny. She sometimes comes off as obnoxious. And I feel like she doesn't have a purpose in life anymore. She doesn't have, like, a reason for doing some of the things that she does. And she kind of just serves as this character within the plot like Stephen King has this great philosophy on characters and storytelling and things of that nature he like how he writes books is he, he essentially writes characters and then he puts them in a specific setting and he just lets the characters act out you know on, on their instincts and on their intuitions and that's kind of how he makes books and he says like when you make books and have characters that do specific things that are outside of, like, what they would do, that's when you get into, like, really, really bad storytelling. And I think Abby does, does things that are, like, outside of her own, like, perspective, you know? 
maybe not outside of her perspective, but outside of her character, right? Like, in my opinion, even though she understands, like, what Ellie is going through and all that good stuff, like, why didn't she kill Tommy? Why didn't she kill Ellie? You know? Like, this person was on the warpath for years, and it doesn't make sense why she wouldn't kill Ellie and then kill Joel and then kill Tommy, and then, boom, game over. But, you know, again, we have to have a game. So she doesn't kill Ellie, she doesn't kill Tommy, which, again, doesn't make any sense to me, and she just lets them go. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then she doesn't kill Ellie again because Lev tells her not to kill her, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I'm supposed to believe that she has this dramatic, like, character change, and I barely even know the character to begin with. She kind of just runs around finding Owen, or trying to find Owen, I guess. And that's it. I never really understand the depth of the character. Which, I, I know it seems like I'm taking pot shots at Abby, and, and I know it seems like, you know, I'm, try, I'm just saying, like, oh, she's pretentious, and I don't really have a lot of great examples for you. But to be honest with you, there aren't a lot of great examples of the depth of her character, because there's not a lot of, like, great moments of Abby. There really isn't. I can't really think of any. And the weird thing is, is that you spend a shit ton of time with Abby. That's a weird thing, is that I think you probably spend more time with Abby than you do with Ellie, and I got more, like, character development. I got more, more, um, <clears throat> more storytelling. I got depth with Abby. I got, not Abby, with Ellie. I got everything that I wanted from that character with Ellie, and I didn't get anything that I wanted from Abby. And I spent more time with Abby. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think Naughty Dog tried to make this character work way too hard. While also not, like... I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, they really... This is probably one of their biggest, like, fumbles ever. This is, like, it's undeniable that they screwed up this character. Like, we can agree on that. Like, Abby is terrible. I feel like, like, the, the depth of, of, of her character is not there. I feel like she comes across as a... And, and then on top of that, it's like, when you kill one of the most beloved characters in all of gaming, in Joel, and then you send Ellie down this horrific path, and by horrific path, I don't mean, like, the idea of her doing all the things that she does in The Last of Us Part Two is bad. I'm just saying, like, how Ellie turns out in the end of the game is directly because of Abby. And I think that's horrible. In the sense of, like, you find out what Ellie could become kind of at the end of the game, and I'll talk about that in, in, uh, later on. But with Abby, it's like, I get her motivation for killing Joel. I get it. I perfectly understand that motivation. Perfectly understand that her father was the doctor that created the vaccine or that was going to create the vaccine that Joel killed all the way back in the first game and she's seeking vengeance. She wants to find and kill Joel because she wants vengeance for her father just like Ellie wants vengeance for her father because Abby killed her, killed him, excuse me, and it's cyclical. It's like, all right, one person wants vengeance because they're trying to, because, you know, they killed somebody that they love. It makes a lot of sense. Not saying that her motivations don't make sense. They make perfect sense. But what about everything that happens after that? Who is she after, before and after her father dies, is my question. And it just doesn't get answered in the game. 
She just turns into this homicidal maniac murderer for Isaac. Like, even Isaac, for that matter, until, like, they went to the Scar Island, I was like, Isaac as a character was interesting because, like, like, like the scene where he's torturing somebody and he comes out and he has this, like, very silent and quiet approach, but you can tell that he's violent and a little and incredibly dark as a kid. Like, even that, like, that storytelling and that, like, re- revelation of a character was great, I felt like, until you got to the Scar Island and then I was like, okay, that's... Okay, it's, it's kind of like the J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie, you know, like, where in the first one he was talking, he was trying to introduce Snoke, and Snoke was, like, this character that he, like, it was like a mystery box or whatever, um, uh, uh, character theory that J.J. Abrams loves to do. But it was kind of like that with Isaac, and then you, and then he starts to talk, and then you're like, uh, this character isn't that interesting anymore. But until he opened his mouth, he was. But after, it was like, eh. But the long and the short of it is, is that I think the two main negatives of The Last of Us Part Two, and I talked about them a little bit, I, I more specifically talked about Abby, but the second one is, is that the game is too fucking long. Like, I felt like if they had put more time into Ellie over Abby, if they had said, you know what, we're going to have this be Ellie's story, if we're not going to provide, like, I don't need Abby going to the Scar Island. I didn't need that at all. I don't need it. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm watching all of my gameplay right now. I'm watching it. I'm watching me, like, take out scars on the island, and then it's like, and then there's this big fight, and then you go back and you see Owen and Mel die, and, like, I don't need to see that. I don't really care, to be honest with you. And that's what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, they tried to justify this character way too much. Way too much. I was like, I get it. She's a main character, but did you honestly need 12 hours of Ellie? Or not Ellie, but Abby? No, you probably didn't. I, it's just that simple. And really, the, the flaws of the game, the flaws of the combat, they start to show up, in my opinion, in these parts of the game, where you don't... Not where you don't, excuse me, but when you do have to go around and you have to, like, play the exact same style, this stealthy... Like, I I felt, even on the hardest difficulty, I was like, I could probably go into each and every single town and murder everybody by myself. Like, it felt completely different from the first game in the sense of, like, the damage from the weapons and the weapon types and the weapon varieties. I could go into a town and mow down everybody. But I couldn't in some ways because I didn't have the ammunition. I didn't have the bullets. I didn't have... I didn't have the resources that I needed to go in and mow down. Like, I had to be picturesque. I had to be perfect with my shots. I, like, I, I, I didn't like how long the game was. I didn't. I felt it could have been shorter. And if it was shorter, I felt it would have been a better game. I felt that they would have really had to hone in and focus on specific characters like Ellie. Like Ellie. I really, really like Ellie's story in this game. But, man... They really, they really screwed the pooch on, uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Abby. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I still love Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog has been around for like 20 years, not 20, like 30 years. Like if you don't know the history of Naughty Dog, they, um, what, what are the Naughty Dog's games again? I know they made Jack and Dexter and obviously they made The Last of Us Part Two, and then they made, um, Uncharted. Like this is a, 
this is a story developer. Oh yeah, they made freaking Crash Bandicoot. Like, this is a story. This is a great developer. Like, I, I get the criticisms of this game, but what I don't understand is like throwing this game out and being like, this game is like the worst game ever made. Like, it's not. It just has this really, really terrible moment and segment with this game, and that is Abby. It's definitely Abby. That's the part of the game that's going to make or break the game, in my opinion. It's like, whether or not you like Abby or not, like, I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is this. With Abby specifically, I felt like she was the weakest part of the game. I don't think it was the com- She She was the weakest part, and I think the length of the game was the, was the weakest part of the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. But beyond that, I think, I think the game was great. I think the combat was there. I think the storytelling in a lot of places was there. I think the character development for a lot of the characters, some of the characters, was there, especially with Ellie. Especially with Ellie. You know, Ellie, this game, has literally become one of my favorite video game characters of all time. Like, when you go and when you watch, and I'll have examples, like, I will show you examples of Ellie when, right now, I'm going to show you the examples, right? This is Ellie at the start of the game. She's freaking throwing snowballs around. She's hanging out with Dina. She loves Dina. She's, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's a teenager, right? And at the end of the game, she kind of becomes a woman. She becomes a grown-ass woman who has severe trauma. Ellie develops PTSD and like shell shock at the end of the game because she witnessed the murder of her father and Ellie she's not she's not hardened like Joel she's not hardened like a lot of the characters within the game Ellie she still like is a remnant of the old world you know of, of like of this of this world of like you know like like she doesn't she's not she kills people she, she killed a pregnant person she killed a pregnant woman she killed her. She didn't know she was pregnant, but she killed her anyways. And you see the reaction from her. Ellie is traumatized. Severely. Ellie, she goes to the hospital. And she is interrogating Nora. Nora is one of the people who killed Joel. Now, the death of Joel for Ellie, even though it's a giant spoiler in the game, is incredibly traumatizing for her. Like, she's crying on the floor as people are holding her down and begging her to beg begging them to stop like she says please stop please i can't do it as great as ashley johnson does but she like it's traumatizing for her she wants joel to live that's her father like i don't think in the entire series of the last of us you ever see ellie like as pleading and as sad as in that moment. Maybe not sad is the great word, but is the best word for it. But you never see her beg. And she's begging like, oh my, like, please don't kill him. He's, that's my dad. And Abby ruthlessly murders him. Right in front of Ellie. It's traumatizing for her. And she cannot take it. She's not like Joel. She's not like Abby. Like after Abby kills, not even after, but before she kills Joel... Abby is, is this scar killer. She's, you know, she's the, again, she's the scar killer. She, she's Isaac's favorite soldier, right? 
Ellie's not going to turn into a murderer like Abby. Like Abby doesn't even feel bad that the uh, the WLF, the wolves, are killing kids. Like she's like, eh, I don't give a fuck. She doesn't care. She's done with life. Ellie isn't. She still holds on to things that are dear, that are near and dear to her. It's traumatizing for her to see friends and family get murdered in torture tortured in front of her and then on top of that it's even more traumatizing when she does it herself to find out where the people who murdered her friends and family are when she tortures Nora she goes back to to the uh, to the to the freaking movie theater and her like she's shaking cuz she's I just I just did a horrible act I tortured somebody to try and find my my father's killer. Like it's it's terrible. It's terrible for her. And it's traumatizing for her. Hold on, let me plug in my computer. It's traumatizing. There we go. So she's trying to find Abby. And she's on the hunt. She's on the prowl. And she's ruthless about it. She is ruthless. But she hasn't really lost everything yet. She hasn't. There's this point in the game where it shifts over to Abby's perspective, which is a terrible point in the story, to switch over. And that's when she kills Jesse and she takes Tommy hostage. And Ellie then realizes at that moment that she has a lot more to lose than just Joel. She just lost essentially her best friend in, in Jesse, or one of her best friends in Jesse. She's about to lose Tommy, who is her uncle. And she realizes in that moment, holy fuck, I could lose, I could lose even more. And it reminds me of one of my favorite characters. In fact, multiple characters that I love in gaming. It reminds me of John Marston and Arthur Morgan and Kratos. Kratos is my favorite video game character of all time. Because with Kratos, you see just how, like, apathetic he becomes. Like, he just doesn't care. He's like, I want, I want nightmares of me murdering my family goes, uh, go, to go away, and I'll do anything and everything to do that. He'll go down to hell, and he'll bring out the sun. Literally from hell, he will go down and bring up Helios, and bring his ass back up to the sky, and let him run around the planet in his fire chariot. That literally happens in a PSP game. I will go bring out Pandora's box, open it up, get the power, kill Ares, become the god of war because that may help me. And then on top of that, Kratos, when he realizes that killing Ares won't bring him peace, he tries to kill himself. It's literally the opening of God of War, the first game. I love Kratos. And I see this, like, this point with Ellie where she could essentially become apathetic, like Kratos, where she could just be like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. She could be almost like Joel in the sense where she just gives up and just goes with the flow. She could, she could be like Abby, where she's like, I could just murder everybody. I could be this homicidal maniac that just doesn't care anymore. And I'll take out all of my anger and my frustration out in the world because the world has, has given me a shitty hand. 
because it's a shitty world that, that you live in. It's, you know, it's The Last of Us where freaking a bunch of clickers can run up on you and tear out your veins from your neck. It's happened to me a lot during my playthrough. But Ellie never does. Because she still wants to hold on to who she is as a person. And Ellie is a really, really good person. Even though she murders a bunch of people in the game and she goes around and <laughs> she, mur she tortures people and kills them. Like... I'm not saying Ellie is perfect. I'm not saying that at all. But is she good at the end of the at the end of the day? No, she's not good. But does she try to be? Does she try to do what's good? Does she try to do what's right in her eyes? Yes, she does. Does she try not to make excuses for herself? No. She doesn't. And that's what I love that's what I love about Ellie as a character is that she follows her own, her own path, and she says to her, she takes responsibility. Like, Ellie doesn't really cry that much in the game, if you notice. Like, she, ha she gets traumatized, she has PTSD, she accepts it, and she tries to do something about it. And I fucking love that. She doesn't try to play the victim. She doesn't try, in a lot of ways, to feel sorry for herself. She tries to live with a lot of what she does in the game. And I fucking love that about this character. Even, even at the cost of, not, not even even at the cost of, you know, her relationship with Dina. Even at the cost of everything. She loses her fingers, her ring and her pinky finger, and she's now not able to play the guitar anymore, which was like her only connection with Joel. And she now can't, and, and she loses Dina, which was pretty much her wife. She loses her son. I think his name is JJ. Loses her son, loses her wife, loses everything, loses everything. And she walks off, and you don't see her face. But she doesn't, it doesn't look like she, she feels regretful, you know? She's like, I fucked up, I made a mistake, I probably shouldn't have gone after Abby. But at the end of the day, these are my choices, these are my decisions, and I have to live with them. And I respect that about this character. Again, it reminds me of Kratos. There's this moment where Kratos fucking looks around, and he's like, holy shit, I am the bringer of the apocalypse. I literally am killing thousands of people directly because of my actions. I have to take responsibility for that. I'm going to kill myself. In the third game, he stabs himself with the blade of Olympus, at least trying to kill himself, releases hope throughout the planet, and it gives people a second chance. And you see him in God of War. The Greek, the, not the Greek, the, um, the Viking version of the game. And you see how he's like trying to tell Atreus, hey, um, don't become a God-killing monster like me. Be better. Because there's severe consequences to that. And he accepts those consequences and he tries to not pass those on to his son. And I see a lot of him in, 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 in Ellie. I see how she's like, how she tries... She tries so fucking hard to stay on the path to do what's right in her eyes. She tries to get revenge for her father. She tries, so like, even, even when she figures out, right, at the end of the game, and it's revealed that Joel tells her that she was the cure, but she could have died, right? Not died, or not could have died, excuse me, but would have died if she had gotten the vaccine, or not gotten the vaccine, but would have become the vaccine 
if she had became the vaccine, she would have died. Or if they had built the vaccine, excuse me, she would have died. She reveals to him, like, that's my choice to make. If I want to die to protect people, that's my choice to make. And I love that because it shows that she's not like Joel. Because Joel, he's a great character. He has a lot of depth to him. But in the sense of, is he good or not? Is he, like, like in a lot of ways, it's selfish what he did. He could have saved thousands, if not millions of people. And Ellie's like, that could have been me. I could have saved thousands, if not millions of people. That was my choice to give. Or not give, but make. That's my choice. And it, it kind of, like, stuns her. It breaks her almost. And it's a great fucking scene. And it's like one of the many scenes with Ellie that it's like, holy shit, this is like, this is mind-blowing storytelling and character development with this fucking character. There's the beginning of her where she's, again, throwing snowballs. And then there's the end where she's on the island. And not even on the island, but she's on the farm with Dina and her son. And she tries to go after a lamb. And the lamb is like underneath a shovel. And she moves the shovel. And it triggers her shell shock and her PTSD. And she freaking like has this horrifying moment where she's behind the door that, that Joel is being killed in. And she can't open the door to try and save him. And she's like shaking and crying and screaming and JJ and JJ is screaming and and Dina comes in and she's trying to like get JJ up and there's a journal with Ellie um with Ellie's writings in it and and it tells her that she can't sleep and she can't dream like she has mental health issues because Joel dies in such a horrific way it's traumatic for her severely so and she's like I don't know if this will help but I'd have to try. She goes after Abby one last time. And when she goes out and embarks on this journey, once again to find Abby, she is a completely different person. She's not as strong as she once was. She's not as, as hyper-focused as she once was. She has issues. She has been scarred. But she, she still goes out. She's still a fucking badass. She still goes out and freaking handles her business and when she finds her and this is my favorite fucking part in the game when she finds her when you look up at abby and you see what she has become her hair is now cut she is now skinnier she isn't as big and as bulky as she once was which was ridiculous that naughty dog made her so freaking jacked she's like the most jacked person in the freaking game i'm like like what like what is she doing like it, almost comically sh uh, show not show so, excuse me. Like, she looks like the, the freaking people from Madden NFL Blitz. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, what steroid is she taking? But when she finds Abby, she's not as big. She's missing her hair. She is mentally and physically defeated. And Ellie wants to enact the same vengeance that she enacted on her. She wants a fight. She doesn't want to take her quietly into the night. Ellie wants to beat the shit out of Abby. And I fucking loved it. And this is when the game got, like, this, this five or ten minute fight, depending on how long it takes for you, is, like, worth the 12 hours of just obnoxious gameplay that you have to play as Abby with. It is obnoxious to play as Abby. But this, like, five to ten minute fight, even, even the shitty-ass Ellie 
boss fight in the game where Ellie is like the the, the like just the most dumbest character I've uh, not character but like her AI is ridiculous I hated that fight I hated her I hated that I hated how Ellie just sprinted away from Abby not like she would have freaking rushed Abby and fucking decked her I hated that part in the game but that part is redeemed when you get to take down Abby when you get to uh, you get to almost get your revenge you get to drown her almost you get to take out all your frustration on her it's fantastic it's the worth it's the worth it's the it's worth the price of admission but abby or not abby but ellie is not like abby She's not like Joel. During the fight, she gets her fingers bitten off by Abby, right? And she realizes kind of in that moment that she loses her ability to play the guitar. Like, she doesn't realize it. Like, like it's not realize it, excuse me. When she goes back to her house and she tries to strum the guitar, that's not when she realizes that she's lost the ability to play. It's, it's in that moment. And she sees Joel. And she realizes, if I take this further, I'm going to lose the rest of who I am as a person. And Ellie, she kind of just lets go. As much as I wanted Ellie to kill Abby, I kind of understood that Ellie, she's not like Abby. She's not like Joel. She's even, for that matter, not like Kratos. She's her own character. She's her own woman. She's her own person. And even though it's like, it would be so simple to be like, yeah, you know, Ellie doesn't kill Abby. It's not as simple as that. Like, Ellie has gone through some really, really traumatic stuff. It's like, what tra like will this heal the trauma of losing Joel? No, it will not. Will it heal the trauma of losing Jesse? Of, you know, of all of this shit. It's like, it's, it's, it's unfortunately like cutting your losses. It's like, just let it go. Let her go. And she does. And she's crying because she's like, I think in that moment, Ellie kind of realizes not only that she's lost Joel and Dina and her ability to play the guitar, but she's lost, like, she's lost so much of herself, but she's also, like, not lost herself completely. There's this fantastic moment in God of War where Athena tries to torture Kratos once again, tries to torture him, tries to get him to be, you know, this nuclear missile missile this weapon right in fact she calls him a monster she's like no matter what you are father whatever you'll always be a monster and kratos says i know but i am no longer your monster it's a fantastic moment in the game because he takes back who he is he takes back not completely what he was not not completely excuse me he doesn't he doesn't go all the way back to what he was before he he got the blades of chaos and, and had the chains of olympus i think that's what what they're called put on him he doesn't go back to who he was in his spartan days he picks up his shit from where he is currently and he goes down i don't know what the realm is called what is it hellheim i think that's what it's called goes down to hellheim and fucking gets takes that dude's heart out of his fucking chest and brings it back to that goddess to save Atreus. I love that shit. 
He uses who he is as a person to help, like, to help somebody who needs him. Kratos is kind of like in this era or in this moment where he's a little bit unredeemable. Not unredeemable, but he's, like, he cannot replace what he did to Greece. But he can help out Atreus. He can, like, he can do something positive even though he's done a lot of negative shit. And that's kind of what Ellie is doing. It's like, if I kill Abby, I could potentially be taking away Lev. Like, the person who Lev loves. Or, even though the whole, like, concept of Abby loving Lev is ridiculous, but, like, I got it. And worse yet, I could be taking away a significant portion of who I am as a person. And I love that. And it was really like that five to ten minute fight that saved the game for me. That was it. That was it. Because if that, if that moment didn't happen, I would have been like, well, that was a waste of like my time. That was a waste of 30 minutes or more. But it's not. It was a great game. I loved playing as Ellie. I loved the combat. I loved the weapon customization. I even loved that open world segment where you're riding around with Dina and you're having like, like that, that was so much fun. The beginning of the game. Riding around with Dina on horseback in Seattle. Oh my God, that was so much fun. And then you go and you're playing guitar in that like house and there's so much, I, I wish that there was a little bit more banter in between Ellie and Dina. There kind of is, but, but kind of isn't. But Ellie, Ellie is just such an awesome character, man. And she becomes an awesome character. It's not like she already was. It's just she, she just does, she, she's complicated. And, but in a good way. Like, it's not as simple as, like, oh, you know, for plot points, Ellie lets Abby go. It's not as simple as that. People wish it was, but it's not. She does it for, in a lot of ways, her own sanity and to not turn into freaking Abby. Can you imagine if Ellie just like freaking just becomes Abby? She's like, I, I just wanna I just wanna kill because that'll that'll make me feel better temporarily. But long term it's not necessarily what I need. She's traumatized and she needs help. And even though the game ends with her freaking like walking away in the distance, walking away from the house, it's very, very like open to interpretation the ending of the game it's very open to interpretation whatever happens in fact there is no definitive like reason not reason but like there's there's nothing that you learn not learn what's the word i'm looking for there's no explanation of what happens like does ellie go back to jackson does she go off and wander on her own like what happens i don't know but what i do know is that ellie is still she still has a part of her and she'll always for the rest of her life have to deal with the events of the game. Not just because he's physically scarred because she loses her fingers, but because she's also mentally scarred. Like when you understand these concepts, when you understand like the depth of these characters, specifically Ellie and Joel, it's the game really, really starts to open up. It really, really starts to go from like, really, really suffering with, because of Abby 
and the shit that was going on with her and some of the like I now understand what what people were talking about with plot holes and stuff like that with her but when you go past that and you look and you focus on Ellie it's like wow like they had a really really good point with her I cannot say the same with Abby cannot really say the same with other characters cannot blame people for not liking Jesse cannot blame people for not liking freaking what's his face uh, not what's his face um Dina can't blame them and I also understand why people are like I don't like the game because again like for me the game was made was made in that five to ten minute fight it was worth the 12 fucking hours of you playing as Abby it was worth it But again, like, I won't blame people for disliking this game significantly. Because there's a lot of, like, just really, really obnoxious stuff in this game. And the game does go on for way too long, in my opinion. And I think playing as Abby, for that amount of time, I think it's like, you should have played for Azur for a couple of hours, and then just stop. But I think that there's enough here to redeem the game. To redeem Abby's parts, to redeem um, some of the some of the stuff that happens in the game. And by the way, the game looks fucking beautiful. They really did a great job at recreating Seattle and making Ellie and and like I'm watching I'm watching um, Ellie look at the bridge and realize that like she has to take a boat and tells Jesse to pretty much fuck off. Um, I'm watching that part. Like there's rain pouring down her face. Like this looks like a next generation game. It's awesome. But those are my thoughts on The Last of Us Part Two. I get it. But l- like, let me let me say this. Let me say this. I don't think it's a bad game. I really, really don't. I think there are bad parts in it. But I don't think it's a bad game. And I don't think it's necessarily fair to go into this game and judge it prematurely without playing it and then like review bombing it and stuff like. Like, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's unfair. I know that that's a part of like internet culture and people do that all the time and stuff like, but I think that's a little bit unfair. Especially when there's a lot of great stuff in here for Ellie. Like if you love like like you may not love what happens to Ellie, but I'm happy that Ellie wasn't lost in like all this all this BS that happens with this game. Like I'm glad that she's still in a lot of ways who she was at the start. She may not be the like one to one. She may not be who she was at the start, but the core of who she is is still there, and I love that. And I think it's unfair to say that this game sucks because Joel gets killed in the game and Abby gets away. I think that's unfair. Especially when there's so many great moments. There's so many there's there's so much heart in this game. Is it a little bit like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where there's some pretentiousness in this game? Yeah, I think so. But do, but do I still think that it's a great game? Yeah, I still think so. Is it for everybody? No, I don't think so. But those are my thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2. By the by, I had to, like, after I played this game, I pretty much just had to, like, stop playing... <laughs> Like, I had to get, like, a palate cleanser. I was like, I, I've played this game for way too much. I've played this game for way too long. And I and I settled on, like, playing South Park, The Fractured Butthole. And I, like, I've never laughed as much, as hard as I have in that game. I cannot wait to play that game after I'm done uh, editing this video. Ladies and gentlemen, 
this has been uh, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find my podcast. What else do I got to say? I think that's it. Oh, yeah, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima comes out on Friday. I'll be, I actually freaking, like, will get it on Friday, and I will be playing it, and I'll be talking about it. I don't know if I'll be playing it as I'm talking about it. We'll see. Um, I got a lot of stuff planned for you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, until my next video and podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.